Hello VHL, and welcome to another edition of the Node Sode. I'm your host, JardyB10, which may come as a surprise to you because I sound like I'm sick, because I am. Uh, and as such, my voice is a little bit fucked, my throat's a little bit fucked. Um, so I thought, hey, this is a great time to do a podcast um, because I kind of sound, you know, I have the same cadence, or I have the same. I could easily pull off the Nationals version of Reigns of Castamere um, <laughs> from the post credits. Jesus Christ, from the credits theme uh, of season two, episode nine, Blackwater. Um, yeah, up upvote this, and and maybe I'll perform it. Of course, my voice might be better tomorrow, or worse. Probably better though. Anyway, uh, it's time to do a note so while I got my dope, tougher sounding voice, uh, slash slightly congested voice. Um, and what do you know? Our friend Tate has asked me some questions, which is great because I, I listen to Tate's podcast and I think he asks himself questions. He pulls them from the internet or something. And they're usually good questions, so I'm excited to read and then answer these questions. So let's get on to the questions. Also, mild apologies if you're tired of my notes, so it's just being me answering questions, but also not sorry. I don't give a fuck. Um, so I'm going to pause it for a coughing fit and we'll jump right back into it. All right, we're back. <clears throat> now, question number one from Tate is, why is patience a virtue when early bird gets the worm? That is a interesting philosophical question, isn't it? It's so philosophical. I'm surprised Phil didn't ask this question. The thing is, life is full of these uh, little ironies and contradictions. Um, I guess there is seven holy virtues, according to Crusader Kings. Um, But there's also other qualities that one generally might consider virtuous, or at least admirable. But one that covers both of those things is diligence. Diligence is also a virtue. Uh, and I would say it's pretty diligent to get up early and eat worms. Um, so, you know, I guess it's just different traits for different situations. And patience is a virtue, but too much patience isn't good either. Um, I suffer from that, honestly. Uh, it's been a slight hindrance on my career, is my never-ending stream of patience. Um, and even the most patient of people will run out of patience eventually, and I think they're a lot worse off for it. When I say they, I mean me. Excuse me, me. I should edit that out. Probably not going to, though. So to sum up my answer to this question, uh, it's situational. You know, you can be virtuous in a certain scenario uh, and have different virtues for other scenarios. So maybe patience isn't the best virtue for getting early worms. Um, But to make this VHL-related, it's like when you go to free agency and you're trying to be patient uh, with your offers and you want to hear from everybody because that's the virtuous thing to do, but then you wait too long and you end up on a shitty team, which is not what I'm saying happened with Poopy Pee Pants. Um, in case anyone from L.A. is wondering, uh, I actually did. I did like I did like my L.A. selection. 
I think the only other team I would have selected, given the opportunity, would be Warsaw, and damn, they'd be good, wouldn't they? <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Question number two. It smells like fire. Um, what's the line between a creative or funny player name compared to a name that is deemed offensive? Let me tell you, as somebody who likes to ride lines and frankly cross them ever so slightly or severely now and then, um, it's tough, you know? Um, what is the line between a creative slash funny and offensive name? Now, offensiveness is a bit of a subjective term, you know? Not everyone is going to be offended by the same thing. Um, but there are some things that are broad stroke offensive, such as, you know, being racially or uh, sexually insensitive or whatever. And then there's some things that might be offensive to a slight, you know, a small group of people, like maybe someone who's allergic to pineapple uh, would be offended if I made a statement like, man, if you can't eat pineapple, you're a real fucking idiot. Um, and I think most people would agree with that statement, but there is a small percentage of people who would be offended <laughs> um, at my statement that, you know, people who are allergic to pineapple, they just, you know, aren't experiencing as much in life uh, and they're losers for it. So I think the line uh, <laughs> sort of lies somewhere in broad strokes, you know. You want to avoid the obviously offensive line. Um, and to tie this into something VHL-related, I caught wind um, of a member named Woog, uh, who's from the SBA or something, uh, and he created a player from Mali, and uh, all of his uh, media spots and stuff have been, like, in character, you know, like, if you're from the Saharan Desert and you've just arrived in Canada to play hockey or whatever. And let me tell you... Uh, I would say that Moog has uh, been kind of crisscrossing that line. And if I'm not mistaken, he may have gotten a, a little a little slap, a little quiet little slap on the wrist or something. And I don't 100% agree, but also 100% don't disagree. I think, you know, I don't think it's offensive that uh, Moog's player, you know, talks like he can't speak English properly. You know, he, you know, in, in character, I, I can't think of the name. It's Kiara something. I thought he was Japanese at first. Uh, Kiara something. Let's call him Kiara Knackles. Um, if Kiara Knackles, you know, talked like, I am Kiara Knackle. I, you know, skate down sand dune with ice blocks. I think that's pretty funny. Um, I think where Wu can cross the line sometimes is he'll make references to, you know, <laughs> some shitty things that probably do go down in Africa, but, you know, he's making light out of it. It's just like, yeah, in Mali, we, you know, enslave people or whatever. Or my sister got beat with the stick kind of thing. I think that's kind of where that line is. Um, and I don't mean to tie a VHL example into every question, but I, this is just something I noticed yesterday. Uh, and now you're asking me about a line of offensiveness. Um, I think the line is somewhere in between there. I think you can make a funny bit or, or do a clever bit, but you have to just be sure not to, you know, be a little bit too, uh, I don't know, again, offensive is a bit objective, but 
Um, you, you have to try not to otherize people, I think is really what it comes down to. Uh, I think it's funny enough, like if, if Wu would make a character literally kind of very shame stick, but it'd be like, oh, he's like an Encino man type uh, character, you know, he can't talk English properly because he's been frozen in ice since the ice age. And he was just thought out now. So yeah, he talks funny. He could, you know, he could play the exact same character and suddenly it's not offensive anymore, which is sort of dumb if you think about it. But it, um, I don't know if I know what I'm saying, but do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to convey here? The line is somewhere in there. Uh, question number three. Oh my God, I'm in an A&W drive-thru and there's a fucking dog in the vehicle in front of me and it's just this stupid little golden retriever lab or something like that and it's putting its head out the window and it's so cute question number three how could the wicked witch of the west ever bathe if she melts in water that's an easy one actually there's two answers one either she fucking doesn't bathe and she's a stinky bitch which is why she everyone hates her or part of her awful aesthetic um or number two, she just knows some kind of magic to make sure she's always clean. There's a D&D spell called Presetigitation. Pre, fuck. Prestitigitation. Um, that's essentially that. You can just, you know, clean yourself up. Um, make yourself smell nice. It's a cantrip. You can just fucking do it infinitely. Easy peasy. Surely she knows basic fucking cantrips if she's the fucking wicked witch of the West or whatever. Here's a nice change of pace. I'm not in a vehicle. I'm now in my hotel room. Question number four. Why do you think it's called a building when it's already built? Now that one I do not have a clever response for. I suppose it's like the same logic as like, take the younglings, for example, from the movie Star Wars, uh, which I've never seen. Uh, the younglings are, you know, beings that are young hence youngling, uh, and therefore building is something that was built and is an ing, so therefore building. It's a building. Or else maybe the man who invented the building, his name was Bill Ding. Did you ever think of that? Question number five. What is something city folk would be surprised to learn about when it comes to farm life? Yeah, I've got a lot of firsthand experience with that. You see, I grew up in a farm, and a lot of my friends are city folk. And it always makes me giggle a little bit. Um, I have one friend in particular who's particularly city. Um, and so many things I say to him shock and upset him. Lots of things I say shock and upset lots of people. Um, for example, our pig barns were uh, <laughs> not cruelty-free. I'll just say that much. Uh, the lives of our pigs were miserable top to bottom, for the most part. The boar's life was pretty cool. Most of the sow's lives were pretty cool, except for when they were having children, or when their children were suckling on them specifically, then their lives were the worst. Um, I think just in general, at least when it comes to my farm, uh, city folk are surprised to learn of the kind of blasé attitude when it comes to the lives and well-beings of animals. <laughs> like, we went through a lot. Like, not even just, like, our livestock, but even our, our pets, like our cats and dogs. 
They live outside. Actually, just that alone is pretty shocking to city folks is that our pets live outside exclusively. They're not even allowed inside, which is a little extreme by my parents, but also is the standard for all the farms in my area. And this is in Saskatchewan, so it's like fucking minus 40 in the winters. And there's places for them to shelter and bed down and stuff. My parents will let the dogs in the garage. Uh, and they have a little cat house built with like a heat lamp. So it's not like it's not like they're going to freeze to death. But I'm sure they also have, at least for the cats. Um, I was going to bring up like maybe the amount of work, but I don't think that's really that surprising. Maybe maybe it's tough to understand until you really see it. Um, but you'd be surprised by how constantly working some of these motherfuckers are. Maybe another one would be how handy most farmers are. It's not like when you have a breakdown on your machinery that you can just, oh, I'll just go and call up the fucking machinery mechanic. Most of the time, you basically got to do everything yourself with some things. Nowadays, I don't know, some of the... Some machinery is pretty high tech, so if there's something wrong and it's like electronic, you need to be pretty specialized for that. I don't know, you should ask Mexican cow. And finally, number six. If you could merge two animals into one super animal, what animals would you choose? And yes, mechanical upgrades are allowed. Oh boy. Now I want to just be lazy and be like, listen, chimeras and griffins and shit already exist, but I'll try and do my own thing. Chimera? Yeah, that's right. Now, I wish I could have three animals because I want to create an animal that's, like, really, really pleasant for me. Like, not necessarily, like, the deadliest animal, because then, yeah, you could just be like, oh, a fucking goddamn tiger and a goddamn eagle. There you go. Everyone's in danger now. But I would like... I would like to improve upon a dog, even though I fucking love dogs and they're perfect. Like, I want a dog that I can, I want a dog that can fly, but also I can ride on it would be ideal. Like, a dog just flying on its own, that's too, that's too much chaos, so that's no good, really. Um, so I want to somehow improve on the dog while still it being practical, which is why I'd like to combine, like, a dog with a bear or a giraffe, actually. A dog and a giraffe and an eagle which would just be like this big, friendly, <laughs> flying creature that you can just fly around on. That'd be great. But if I have to be limited to two animals, I guess I'll just do like a dog and a dolphin. Because maybe it's an improvement. I don't know if it's really an improvement to make dogs smart. I think part of their charm is that they're fucking stupid. But uh, I'm willing to roll with that. You get a dog with like the intelligence of a dolphin they're both quite social and well i don't know how friendly dolphins actually are they're a bit rapey but dogs are kind of rapey too unintentionally um so yeah i just i just created very kind of friendly intelligent rapey uh swimming fluffy little critter yeah why not the rapey's not a good feature <laughs> hopefully they're not rapey <coughs> Okay, sorry about that. Anyway, that's enough. It's been 15 minutes. This is enough for a whole length podcast, but I'm going to do that because my whole length podcast is going to be discussing at length my next player for the VHL. So make sure you stay tuned to that. But in the meantime, uh, have a good night. Go fuck yourself. I love you, etc. Whatever. Bye.
Bye. <coughs> uh.